I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. Still early football season here at Broward Christian School, but it's never too early to start talking about our upcoming basketball season. And no better person to do that with than our new head varsity boys basketball coach, Jeremy Mears. Jeremy, thanks for taking some time with us. Thanks, Coach Matthews. I'm looking forward to it. We're looking forward to seeing the Lions uh, on the hard court uh, late fall into the winter. And uh, I'm excited to introduce you to the Broward folks uh, because you've been around longer than anyone would realize. And so tell us a little bit about your your background, how you got to Broward, and then we'll talk some basketball as well. I was fortunate enough to be to be coached by my father. My dad was a coach and um, I guess you could say he was the one who lit my fire, ignited me and, and my love for basketball and, and competition mm. and was very fortunate to, to, be, to be coached by some, some great guys in, in college as well. Ignition by some, some guys who, who love the sport of basketball, but more importantly, love their players and, and love the Lord at the same time. Yeah. And so if we fast forward it up to, uh, I believe it was the, the spring of 2005, uh, I got a call from uh, Dr. Burl Kynard, <laughs> and um, he, uh, he claimed to be Roy Williams. And he, and he said, <laughs> Coach, um, I'm, 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 looking, I'm, I'm looking for a, a young basketball coach down in southwest Georgia. And uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was someone playing a joke on me, and that's kind of that's kind of the beginning of of what's been an incredible uh, nineteen year run here at at Briarwood Christian School. So did you did he ever tell you how he got your name or or, or how that came about? I'm always interested in those stories. I'd met um, Coach Latch through a mutual friend. Okay, and. Um, and then Dr. Kinder knew my dad as well. And so just one thing kind of led to another and, and uh, got my resume, I think, through, through both avenues. And so um, that led to that infamous phone call there in the spring of 2005. And, and I know you had already had success as a, as a head coach and a basketball coach there. Uh, but you were certified in English at the same time, so you were teaching English as well, right? That's correct. Yes. So I think at a place like Briarwood, somebody that can teach a core subject, you know, well and, and coach well, I, I know, and, and of course your your, your spiritual depth, I, I know that made you a great candidate. And so you, it's so been so interesting in terms of your background then, because you now have kind of a a linkage to a long run of, of Briarwood basketball with Coach Chris Latch long time with Bobby Curley and uh, we've gotten to know each other a lot through the process of uh, when Coach Curley decided to spend some time with his family and the opportunity came up for you so talk a little bit about now kind of your early experiences with Briarwood basketball how do you think that's kind of helped prepare you in terms of you know what we're hoping to see out of our team uh, this year and the years to come yeah both uh Coach Lash and Coach Curley are, are amazing men and, and, and amazing coaches. And one of the things that that really stands out about Briarwood basketball is the culture. Um, I, I think one of the things, 
one of the things that's going to help me with this transition is the culture that's been developed over the years. The 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 way you um, the way you handle yourself um, as a player. The way um, you know you you leave the bench better than you found it. Um, the way you you handle referees. Um, you know the the way you you come come off the bench and and you congratulate your teammates and and uh, we're we're into to big high fives and and we want to see how many touches we can get throughout a game just because of the energy level and so um, you know when it comes to Briarwood culture I think that's one of the positives that's going to really help uh, mm-hmm. the transition. Yeah, I don't think you were in the interview, so you know I had the privilege of just kind of being a. a an observer to the, the the finalists we have for that head basketball job. And we were very blessed to have Coach Tim Shepler from Homewood on that vetting committee. It was really a neat – I learned so much basketball just in those, those short interviews and that time with the committee. And I remember one of the candidates – the candidates could then ask questions to the committee. And I remember one of the candidates asked Coach Shepler, he said, Coach, you've coached against Briarwood. You know, so what what is it like coaching against Briarwood? And I don't think Tim would mind me sharing this. He he said, I tell my players and coaches, we need to get ready to go to the dentist chair for about an hour, <laughs> hour and a half, because he said it was just the competitiveness, you know, of of what it's like. And I think the average person in the stands when it comes to like high level varsity basketball play, especially in this part of Alabama, in six A, five A, six A competition, it it's a convergence of um, X's and O's and athleticism and the hustle on defense and every possession matters. I mean, talk a little bit about that because that doesn't seem very pleasant to go to the dentist chair for an hour and a half. But he that, he was being very complimentary about that, you know. Yeah, you know, at at, at Briarwood, a lot of a lot of the years we're not going to be the most athletic, the biggest team out there, strongest team, and so we we kind of have to be a a, a, a curveball kind of team in a fastball league, mm-hmm. and so we we've got a we've got to play a style that is. A little unconventional. That's hard to prepare for. Um, you know, we've got to be able to to change up the defenses and uh, be able to play a, a, a lot of different um, styles of offense. To tell you the truth, just depending on who our opponent is and the way they're playing us. And so, um, with the caliber kid we have and the and the and the basketball IQ that we that we're able and privileged to coach. We're able to, to change some things up and, and uh, be able to do that. And so um, that, is, that is something we're, we're going to look to continue to do and, and grow. And you're a school teacher, so you're, you're an educator coach. And we've talked about this. We talked about it with uh, Tim Green, who did their athletic assessment, and other coaches. You, know, you can't compare the average school coach to what people may encounter you know, in travel ball or AAU ball so tell us a little bit about so you're an English teacher like that's what I taught so it's grading papers it's you know it's homework assignments that involve some reading so walk us a little bit through your schedule because I don't think people really appreciate uh, when basketball season hits the grind of it because you're playing you know two plus games a week you know you're you're having to still be a high quality teacher in the classroom 
Yes, sir. This is this is a calling. Yeah. Um, both of my parents are in were, were in education and and watching watching my dad be able to juggle um, coaching and, and, and teaching and administrating and and, and all um, ha, has certainly prepared me for the the, the grind. Right. I've been doing it a little while, so I kind of have an idea of, of, of when those major assignments are, and I can kind of balance my time there. But, but yeah, there's uh, I, I say the longest the longest month of the year is January for me because of the numerous nights of basketball and and then um, you know trying to be excellent in the classroom at the same time. But but I I, I love bring bringing the energy in the classroom and on the court. And if you're not good in the classroom, it, it, it can hurt you even as a coach. You know, if you're not excellent in areas, uh, on average this year, I mean, how, how many total students do you have? Is it, is it five five periods? I've got or? five periods. I've got um, close to 100 students. Of course, that was my assignment here, ninth grade English, and over the years, different ones. You'd have the short stories, you know, come in before the Thanksgiving break. So you'd have the Thanksgiving break to grade, you know, which might not help you with basketball. And then... Uh, I'd always have the the research papers come in right for spring break, you know, and I'd always be grading uh, spring break papers, and so I I just I've got so much admiration uh, for someone that can coach at a high high quality like you do, and then of course you got your family uh, needs, uh, so it, it's just always so amazing. So what what are some of the things that have happened or are happening? Uh, and I think in terms of even the shot clock maybe here in the future, you know, so uh, things that you're having to think about, prepare for, because I thought that was a fascinating discussion in those finalist interviews. Yeah, I, th- I think we will we will see a shot clock here in the next, maybe next year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we do want to, we want to have a lot of energy in the ball and our, and, and the man. So we, we want to push, we want to try to create advantage offense. And, and what, um, what we can't get in transition, then, then we, yeah, we want to be able to, um, to use the clock and, and get in some sets and get our, our players in position to score, whether that be you know, on the block or on the perimeter. Um, you know, the, the, the trend in, in, in basketball, there's a lot of dribble drive now. Um, we, we certainly want to put those players that we have in positions to be successful and uh, we, we've in, incorporated some 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 new tweaks to our offense I think we'll look look similar to what we've we've looked in, in the past under coach Curley but I think there are some tweaks that are going to give us an opportunity to get more paint touches there's great things that happen when we can get in the ball um, to the paint and create closeouts and, and you create those long closeouts and now we're in a position to get some good shots, and, and we've got some some kids that are working, and uh, hopefully going to be able to to hit those open shots for us this year. So I'm excited about that. And you really don't know what you get in the games, right? I mean, because even even summer ball and stuff is competitive, but it's just like in any varsity sport, when it matters, when there you know playoff implications on on the line, or so you know really close game back and forth. And the, until the gym's loud and the you know the, the there's there's a pain in losing and the, the joy in winning you just you don't know you have to get them in those situations right and let them learn from both success and failures you just it's hard to prepare for. That's right. We're one of one of our emphasis um, this year is is developing a, a growth mindset. Uh, I think it's a 
I think the average the average high school player it takes about 35 to 45 seconds to regroup after a mistake. Interesting. Um, and so in, in, in basketball, you know, it's, it's a little different in football. You, you might have in between plays, you can regroup, kind of get your stuff together again and then be able to go do that. Not in basketball. Interesting. It's so fast paced. So one of the things we don't want our, our, our mistakes to be, we, and, and we, we don't want our reactions to those mistakes to beat us. And so something we, we will focus in on in our, in our pre-practice plans. We, we certainly had some great um, summer meetings just implementing our, our core values, which, like I said, one of them is, is uh, mindset, developing that growth mindset. And uh, it's, it's not just teenagers that have to um, get over mistakes or, or bad calls or, or anything like that. It's a, it's a 49-year-old coach as well. And so those are all areas where we, we all can improve as well. You know, in your final in- interview, um, you had such an interesting presentation about kind of the theme that you're working with these guys. And that, and I thought it was fascinating because it's also incorporated into your devotions with the team and and, and the discipleship aspect of, of what, what we want in Briarwood coaches. So do you mind kind of give us an overview? Because I, I thought it was really so interesting. We live in a world of, you know, branding and concepts. And I could tell you'd spend a lot of time thinking and planning that. So uh, if you don't mind, share with us a little bit of that because I, I, I thought very inspirational. I always, always have two or three books that I'm reading at the same time. It seems like I can't finish one before I start another one. And um, What Drives Winning Teams was one of the books that I was reading at the time by Brett Ledbetter. And, and he talks about one of, his, one of his main points was rising above. And it just kind of stood out to me. And um, as I was coming up with our, 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 our mission statement, um, the word elevate, um, just stood out in my mind and I really liked that word and so it's a great basketball uh, word yeah uh, <laughs> little play on words there <laughs> yeah. absolutely so the the basketball program prides itself in using athletics as an avenue to positively impact others while glorifying God I picked I picked our our, our theme word is elevate and and scripture that kind of goes along with that is is found in first Peter 5 verses 5 and 6 Peter says, he says, you younger men, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might elevate you at the proper time. And uh, how, how, how are we going to elevate? Well, I, I created six pillars of success for that. Yeah, that's so cool. And, you know, it's interesting because we, we've talked with Shane Harmon and and some other coaches about that verse. It's, it's a it's a pretty interesting athletic verse because it, it it also is the idea of kind of submitting yourself to the team to a process you know and being patient, which is always hard. But we often tend to think of elevate as like elevate to the spotlight. And you and Shane and others were talking about that may not be what it may. It may. God may choose to spotlight you for a purpose, but it may just be to pick you up hmm. at the right time when you're ready just to chuck the whole thing. But I don't know. I, it's, been, it's, been, it's been so interesting since you gave that presentation. It gave me some time to really mull it over and, um, and, and really wish you success on that. What, what are some of those pillars that you added to it that you think are, are going to be important? 
just to use the verse, you know, the, the word the word humility and being humble. Humble's our first word, our first core value. Talent is God giving, given, be humble. Fame is man given, be grateful. Conceit is self given, be careful. And yeah. that's that's by one of the greats of all time, Coach John Wooden. And so can the question to, to our guys, can you highlight the team's success over individual success? Um, our, our second core value is, is, is united, being together. Um, you know, being a, a team, being part of something bigger than yourself is, is something that, that, that we're going to have to do the rest of our life, being a part of a team, whether it's in your family, your church, your business, um, your community. And so um, what, a, what a great scenario. I like to say basketball is a metaphor for life, but right. um, developing um, this unity, um, once again, it's going to give us a, a, a chance to, to be successful and, and reach our potential. We talked a little bit about mindset, and, right. and that's something I, I introduced my, my English classes to. The first couple days of class, we talk about developing a, a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset, which leads into our, our fourth pillar, which is positivity. Nothing great has ever been accomplished without energy and enthusiasm. And we talk about avoiding being an energy vampire, bringing that energy and um interesting stat that the NBA keeps. They, they keep a stat of, of, of touches, of how many high fives and pats on the back that, that teammates give each other. And um, the guy who kind of stands out over the years is a guy named Steve Nash. Yep, um, yep. I, I, I think he had over 200 in a game one time. Um, but that's something that we encourage and, and, and we, want, we, want to, uh, we want to implement. Um, today's High Five Friday. Every time I see a, a player in the hallway, I give them a high five. So um, positivity. Um, and then our, our fifth word, uh, fifth core value is grit. It's the number one predictor of success. All the studies have shown that it's not IQ or standardized test scores or um, unfortunately for the two of us, it's not even good looks. It's uh, it's grit. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so we're, we're trying to develop that grit, that passion and perseverance to be successful in long-term goals. And, and uh, you know, certainly basketball is a long season. And, and then lastly, discipline. Uh, and you got to be disciplined in whatever you do. And, and hopefully these guys can discipline them, themselves. So I won't have to, but I'm, I'm there to, to do that when I need to. And, and I think it starts with communication and accountability. And... Uh, so far, so good with this team. I'm, I'm glad that we've we've kind of started a, a, a nice, um, I guess you could say, uh, c- communication between uh, us as, as players and coaches. So that's yeah. good. That's so cool. So your dad coached you. You experienced that. Now you've come full circle. So you're coaching sons. You know, you've had one come through, and now you have another one. What – I've always thought that dynamic because I can imagine you almost saying, you know, you would have had your dad maybe do things differently. Mike would be my guess. Any kid would, you know, I, my dad coached me, but then you have that opportunity. So what are you learning? How are you growing? What, cause that can't be easy, but, but also you can't let it rob you of the joy of, of that time together, you know? So, uh, I know we've had coaches, Coach Yancey and others have been great role models of that, but it's so hard. And we have a number of Broward coaches now that have really 
great kids in our programs and all sports. So give us some kind of where you are, the journey you're on, what you're learning, and, and maybe some helps uh, for all of us. Yeah, I, I think my, my dad handled it, um, handled it really well with me. Um, of course, I, I was a basketball junkie. We would watch game film after the game, and, and, and I would want to know, you know, immediately – Give me some feedback. What 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 can we do different? What can I do better? And and, and so on. And so, it's something that we shared. And and um, it's uh, it, it really that relationship grew through the the coaching the the dad and 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 son uh, coaching relationship. Um, I certainly don't want that to be a, a a detriment to the relationship that I have with my boys. And, and sometimes you get caught up in, in just watching you know, your son out there right. critiquing every little thing that they're doing. And, and so, um, I think that's where uh, my, my role is going to kind of change from, from where it was last year, right, where right. as an assistant, I, I, I could, you know, focus in on, okay, Grant's a little bit of out of, out of position here on defense or, or, um, Drew, Drew might be forcing it too much, and I'm 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 watching that. It's it's different now being the head coach because my eyes will be on everybody out there right, instead right. of just my my specific boys. And so, yeah, I want them to be successful. I, but um, I, I I like to think that I have eleven sons out there, right? And um, and uh, I don't want to be too hard. And I think that's where Coach Colley and Coach Burdett are kind of coming to play. And um, when a lot of times when, when Drew will need some correction, I, I think they can kind of come alongside me and, and help out, um, especially uh, when it comes to our relationship. So, Talk to a little bit, to especially young parents, about how weightlifting has changed in the sport of basketball because, I, you know, I remember even my time here where, you know, you just felt like, you know, once the season starts, you know, the weight, weight room's done. But it's really different now. And, uh, and your guys actually have – some pretty unique time to be in the weight room together. In the last few years, that's become a real big deal. The the, the Briarwood boys basketball team has become like weight room workers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's unique. I, I grew up in the day and age where a lot of people were thinking that that lifting weights would would throw off your shot. Mm-hmm. And um, my my college coaches did an exit interview and and said do you have any regrets with your career once it was all over? And, and, and one, I remember one of those things that I put on the list was I, I wish I had been a little more dedicated in the weight room, especially in high school. Um, I, I think that could have, could have possibly helped enhance my success on the court. Um, but yeah, we've got a, we've got a, a, a great system going on right now. And, and, and I, I think, I think the guys are are most of our guys are, are fully invested in it. Um, I know they like the way they look. That's right. Um, and Which so, is part of it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when you yeah. when you look good, you you feel good about yourself. You play well. That's so, right. Um, but it is a physical game. It's it's much more physical than it was in the late '80s, early '90s when I played in high school. And so um, we've we've got to be able to embrace the weight room and. So let's talk specifically about this season coming up. You kind of have to see your season in process because you don't really know how long football season goes on, right? So right. there's that early kind of strange period of time with basketball season where you've got to get your team ready, but then we've got some multiple sport guys that are going to be joining at some point. You know, Broward, I feel like early season, sometimes we're not 
that good, you know, we're we're kind of feeling our way through and then but the the teams have always gotten better and you really want to be playing your best when it comes time to try and make make the playoffs and Yeah, so we like to we like to envision the month of June is is our spring training. It's kind of okay. like what what football goes through and We've got to have that. Um, right. that's, that's a really important month. Play with some things, figure some things out about our team in that month. And, you know, like this, this past year, we had, had four or five play days where we, we played um, uh, a lot of different schools. And then, and then I think we had 14, 15 practices in the month of June. And so very important for us. Um, like you said, we, we might not – we might have already played a game or two when we get our football guys, just depending on how deep in the playoffs we go. And this year we've got seven, uh, seven of our 11 varsity guys who do play football. Um, getting them ready, it's, it's really a great opportunity, especially for our young guys um, that, that aren't football players, to, to step up and, and, and kind of find their niche and their role and, and uh, to develop some confidence. Right. And so – um, yeah, it's a it's a long season. I think basketball is probably the longest season that we have. And uh, like I said, January can get it can get long and grueling. Um, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to keep it fun. We we're gonna try to keep um, these guys energized and 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 take it in, in increments. Um, I, I think it's it's a it's a three. I think there's three stages. You've got that that preseason. Uh, that before Thanksgiving time where we're just trying to grow and develop the kids that we have in our program. But then once once Thanksgiving gets here, we, we get in December, now we've got everybody, and uh, we're trying to, to, to develop the, the lineup, the rotation that, that's going to give us the best chance to, to win when it comes to area play. And then, boy, you get you get after Christmas, and, and you're, you're, you're now in the, in the thick of things where we're playing our area games and, and, and playing that meat of our schedule, so to speak. So... It's something that, that I think can, can help us um, reach our potential um, as long as we uh, embrace those challenges. So preview a little bit the area, and, and then a lot of people don't realize it kind of, kind of boils down to just one game, really. You know, I mean, help people understand that because, you know, that's volleyball experiences is, is part of the setup that I don't like, you know, there's nothing we really can do about it, but uh, but it just is what it is. So so explain to the listener what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of things that that um, we do well in the state of Alabama. I I, I wish um, our, our seasons wouldn't come down to one game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you play your area games, and it sets you up for seeding for your area tournament. And um, it, you've got to be able to make the area championship to advance to the playoffs. And so. Um, it, 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 it will come down to a one-game season for us. And uh, so it's, it's my job to have our guys playing <laughs> at, the, at the best of their ability and us, us you know, kind of hitting our, our, our stride um, there in, in, in early February. So, and, the, and the area is challenging, right? It is, it is a challenging area. I, I think um, Helena is returning almost everybody. They're, they're top – Three players are returning, and, and they've got some young kids and some some length that's that can be troublesome. Uh, a couple of six 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 seven kids that are that are really really long, and and they've got the best player in the area, and, and he's a he's a he's a tough um, he's a tough matchup for us. But 
You know, it's it's something where we 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 played them close in in, in one of our games last year, and and uh, I'm excited about get getting to play them again. Coach McDonald does a great job with those guys, and um, and then we've got uh, Pelham as well, and and they they are. They're kind of similar to us as far as what they lost and what they have returning. They've got a, a good a couple of good guards that are returning, and 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 so uh, very similar teams. It's going to be um, interesting to see how that da- dynamic plays out. Coach Dickinson does a great job with um, with those guys and and uh, maximizing the, the the talent that he has. So yeah, we've got some got got two teams. It's a unique deal. We only have two in our area. Um, right. Several. I remember several times we've had five teams. Right. Um, normally it, we just have four, but um, this year it's a it's a three team area, and so um, boy, it'd be nice to win the area um, in the regular season, and, and that would ensure us going to the championship, which is unique, and we would automatically make the playoffs. There so, you go. We um, wouldn't have that one game at that point. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, I'm excited to see you guys get going. Um, very thankful that you are the person that you are, the husband you are, the coach that you are, the teacher that you are, and then that you represent Christ. You know, you you don't hold back from that. And yet at the same time, I've always felt like you're just so relational and just say, hey, here it is, you know, and you're you're very forthcoming. The, I know the, the, uh, the basketball vetting committee – for the head coach was very appreciative of kind of your honesty and just the way you kind of self-evaluate and things that you're trying to do with the program. So excited, praying for you, pulling for you, and can't wait to see the Lions in action uh, this winter. At Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members to help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive, athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.